What's going on, y'all? I'm Brad. I'm Jeremy. And uh, we've been talking about things concerning reconciliation for a long time now. 20 years now. I'm white. I'm black. And we thought if we talked together about it in podcast form, it might serve some people. So let's, let's do talk it. about it. Broken and different. That's what we are. That's us. Blinded by chasing heaven's brightest star. Sun. We going towards him. We run with limps. We got, if got, you got, respond got, accordingly, you'll learn to hobble with, hobble with till we find where glory be. What glory at? No pros or experts on this That's journey. We are just learning how Jesus, Jesus makes, makes art out of our life's debris. What's up, Brad? What's going on, Jeremy? Not much, not much, man. Had a had a black African brother ask me a question. Let's he go. really wants to hear from you. Um, he he's wrestling with how does he be honest in these kind of conversations? Speak truth to power. Be honest about his feelings. Be upset appropriately about yep. some stuff that goes down oh, yeah. around him, either systemically around in the country or just in relationship microaggressions, stuff like this. Right? Uh, let's just name it Facebook. Okay. You know, he he just. You know, comes to house church sometimes hot from Facebook, mm. you know, because people say uh, authentic things on Facebook, ironically. <laughs> so, but then he also goes, Jeremy, I know I'm a man. I know I'm human. And I know in our relationship, you know, me being black, you being white, I'm going to sin against you in these conversations. I'm going to make a mistake somehow. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hurt you. How do I apologize for that without... Mm-hmm. negating the truth mm-hmm. without repressing my emotions without you know that complexity there and i just was like i don't know man <laughs> <laughs> i don't actually know and he goes ask brad <laughs> i need time. to hear from brad yes about this put brad on the hot seat put, put brad on this and and so he feels like it's a complicated situation he doesn't exactly know how to deal with all those tensions um, and I only assume there's a variety of opinions about this um, uh, when dealing with in minority cultures, oppressed cultures. Yep. How do you deal with this? Majority culture, you're interacting with them, but at some point you kind of, yeah, you know, yeah, whatever. Yeah, you so, can't so get yeah. away. You what, can't, what, do you, what advice would you give this brother? Uh, you just can't get away that the reality of someone who's part of an oppressed group, a historically disenfranchised group, um, the, the toughness of stepping into that as a follower of Jesus and trying to figure out where is my place of asking for forgiveness from those who historically and even currently represent, right. look like the oppressor, and sometimes will express views and uh, leanings mm-hmm. that will hurt you that are part of the yeah. oppression. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really brave question to ask. And mm-hmm. I, I think for me as a black man, I realize there's people at different stages. So some folk mm-hmm. are stages of learning about this and they are in no condition to like think about forgiveness. They're trying to just learn, okay, how, wait, I'm being oppressed and how, how does that look? And yeah. what are the systems? You're talking about me? minority folk? At minority folk. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, and so they're just like becoming aware of the fullness becoming aware of, of what's it. going on. They're yeah. aware. There's some mm-hmm. folk who are in the thick of it. Yeah. 
Um, they've learned and they're working through some of these things. And there's some folk who've done it, tried it, been hurt, needed a pause. Mm-hmm. They're veterans in it. Yeah. Um, and they're learning. Grizzled. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're grizzled. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, first of all, to realize there is not, I wouldn't, I wouldn't try to uh, just close yourself into one way of trying to be. I don't think there's a, a systematic, logical, like this is the approach. This is what the Bible okay, says okay. is the approach. I think the Bible gives us grace, mm-hmm. tools like forgiveness for a reason, um, because we are imperfect and we're going to need a lot of grace um, and we're going to need to use these tools of forgiveness um, regularly. So for somebody like him, though, so mm-hmm. somebody specifically who is following Jesus, a person of color who's following Jesus and wants to enter into this, this effort of reconciliation, not reconciliation um, in connection to the history of America, because that's conciliation. There's mm-hmm. never have been, we really have never been reconciled, but reconciliation that looks at how God purposed us to be as people, mm-hmm. and we mm-hmm. want to work towards that, yeah. to reconcile ourselves hope. back to God yeah. and to each other. Yeah. Um, somebody who wants to enter that in this context in the U.S. Yeah. and work towards reconciliation Yes, you will hurt people, especially as no, as someone who may be in the oppressed group. Right. Uh, you will hurt folk, um, and it is a brave, courageous thing to to want to step into that, to be in that fight, working towards that greater, uh, eternal good that God has for us. I would say, do not try to figure out a systematic piece. It has to be more spiritual, spirit led. Mm-hmm. Um, so my first piece of advice would be if the Lord tells you to, mm-hmm. simple as that, if the Lord leads you to do it, mm-hmm. follow mm-hmm. him. So if you, if this, it could be that there's a, a, a Trump supporter in front of you. Okay. A hundred percent still Trump. And the, mm-hmm. the spirit of God said, you need, you just yelled at him. You need to ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who are, who are. Who is who is any of us yeah. to say, nah, that's not right. Right. No, it, it, that might be spirit led. You, you got to follow Jesus. Deeper. You got to follow Jesus. You got to follow Jesus. Okay. Um, but so, so that's like so the, I need the to biggest say this, systemic though. thing. Like yeah. You got to follow Jesus. You got to follow in, Jesus. In the middle of all that. And similarly, the Lord could say like, just step away. Chill out. Yeah, yeah. Chill my out. thing that's is, right. my thing is not, my thing is follow Jesus, follow the spirit. Because I think one, that's the big, that is the. That is the solution to okay. this. It's okay. the spirit of God. Um, but then this gets more complex, right? Yes. There's more nuances yes. to it. Uh, there, there should be more questions that come up in mm-hmm. folks' mind. Um, mm-hmm. For me, as someone who's walked this out, I'm just like, but wait, there's folk who I could hurt or do something wrong to, and 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 who goes first? Who asked for forgiveness first? Totally, right? Um, where should I go? Like, uh, and because, why should I, the well, one who's being oppressed, even think about it before they do? Right, like, right. Because because most likely, if you're in that relationship, that you know that majority culture person has probably mm-hmm. sinned against you thirty times. Yes. Without even knowing they're doing it. Yes. You know. Yes. Like they're they're saying stuff and doing stuff and retweeting stuff, and you're kind of mm. like, look this dude. Yep. You know, but you're in relationship. You're persevering in it. And now, now you've you've made a misstep, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait, okay. I mean, I could apologize for this, but who goes first? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So, so that is a complicated dynamic. Yeah. Like, man, I've I've been showing you grace for like, but you know, six a number of now. us have yeah. experienced this in some kind of way, right? Mm-hmm. So, 
I've had family mm-hmm. who is in the family, mm-hmm. but they're crazy. Yeah. So they've done things where I'm just like, mm, that's not us. Mm-hmm. That's not mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. They may have hurt somebody. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's not us. But they still in the family. Yeah. And God might have put you in a family that will hurt you, might hurt people, might say some things, do some things that doesn't represent the father. Okay. Oh, yes, but he yes. still said they're in my family. Everybody's got a crazy uncle. Hey, there you go. Yeah. And you got to approach that crazy <laughs> uncle and you still got to engage him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's similar to marriage in my mind. Like I'm committed beyond any, any crazy thing my wife does. Yep. You know, and she's not that crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, but I'm my commitment to her is beyond what she does or does not do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the vow I took. Yep. You know, and, and maybe similarly with the family of God, it's like we've taken vows in the family of God mm-hmm. to be reconciled to each other, yeah. to love one another beyond the actions. It's it's not it's not um, conditional. Yep. You know, yes. Like, oh, yes. if you apologize just the right way, I'll love you. Yep. It's like, well, that doesn't that actually that actually does not represent the father. Yeah. To have that conditional kind of. Statement. So this has been now this for that brother. Uh, mm-hmm. If the Lord's leading me this way, this has been a rare position that I found myself in. That I found a lot of other brothers and sisters in this position of thinking about um, who's in like in your family, and mm-hmm. then you being committed to them because of what the Lord has led you to, mm-hmm. not because of a condition. Because yeah. if it's conditioned upon like how safe they is, then at some point every majority culture person is going to rotate in and out of your relationship. Right. Purview because right. uh, they're going to hurt you in some kind of way. In some kind of way. But if accidental, intentional, yeah. all kinds of, yeah. yeah, yes. Now, my thing is, is an issue of power. If you have conditions, that means they have the power to go in and out of your life because they've hurt you. You, you, you can't, in a sense, you're saying, I can't deal with that person. But mm-hmm. forgiveness, like forgiveness is actually not a weak position it's actually a position of power it is a position that mm-hmm. says i'm actually mm-hmm. connected to the father and he he has reigned over how i live and how i interact with you okay yeah and so uh, it's actually a place of power to go to that person and a place of leadership to go to that person and ask for forgiveness mm-hmm. even when you realize i am part of the oppressed group uh, okay um, okay wow that's really interesting to think about it like in that scenario to come in Say, man, I need to ask for forgiveness for this. It's actually a position of power yeah. for the oppressed group. Yeah, it's that's, a place of leadership. That's, in, that's incredible. I think it's a big place of leadership, um, and and it's wow. the way that forgiveness works. I will say now the the uh, addendum to that is that for folks of color, my advice is to have these safe spaces with people yes, who yes. are like you to go back and to wrestle with how you're feeling, how you're doing, mm-hmm. who can empower you can send you to those hard places of forgiveness in order to do that. Yeah. Um, but in no way do I feel like you need to feel obligated because there's some kind of biblical standard that says mm-hmm. you must mm-hmm. uh, ask for forgiveness in this time frame um, as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think more it's like you need just to be submitted to the Holy Spirit, understand that you need to. Mm-hmm. You will. Mm-hmm. There will be times where you need to ask for forgiveness and it's expected but you, uh, but you need to follow the spirit of God. 
Man, that's 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 really interesting. So I have a couple follow-ups. <clears throat> you yeah. know, you know how I do it. <clears throat> so I think you're absolutely right. It is a place of leadership and power. Um, a very very powerful moment I had with students years and years ago was these two um, black female students came to me and sat me down in my living room and apologized to me. They said, "Man, we want to apologize because we have not liked you for the past nine months because you're a white man." Mm-hmm. You know, so they were admitting it's it's a long racial life. We have sinned against you along a racial dynamic, you know, and they they apologized for that. And I just remember that like the spirit was clearly in my living room yeah. in that moment. Yeah, and there was no like expectation of them to to do that. There was no. I kind of knew that that was true <laughs> already. Yeah. You know, I knew that was true for at least six months. I was like, oh, okay, this is how. Is how it is with these two women, <laughs> and then and then they came and I I just remember that being very powerful. It was a great modeling tool. I mean, it taught me a lot, you know. And they actually said we were in prayer, and the Lord revealed this to us. Like we had like basically unforgiveness towards you, mm-hmm. and we were wronging you in mm-hmm. this, and it was actually inhibiting our prayer life mm-hmm. to like have that against you. It was I was just blown away. Even to this day, I'm just like. I mean, to me, that was a very special moment in my life. Um, so just real quick on, on the advice for me. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about, hey, somebody, you know, somebody has something against you. You should go to them, talk to them about that, you know. Um, if they're holding unforgiveness, this seems to be not, not good for their spiritual life. Um, so me as a majority culture person, if I see that in somebody's life, Man, you, you seem to be holding this against me. Yeah, holding this against another person of majority culture, or it seems like you're operating in unforgiveness. Now, how do I do? I go to them. How do I go to them? Do I how, how do how do I approach that? Because it seems like if if I'm in a place of leadership or discipleship or just friendship, yep. it seems like I should respond in some kind of way. But I also want to acknowledge that's complicated because as a majority culture dude. You know, I definitely already say I should not demand this, mm-hmm. right? Like that, that seems like a no fly zone, like coming and be like, you need to forgive this, like <laughs> demanding it. Um, that seems wrong, not, that's but, but, but should I approach? So give me just a little bit of advice here. Should yeah. I approach? How do I approach? You know, is that kind of like, no, man, that needs to be outsourced yeah. to somebody else. <laughs> you know, how, how does that work? Just real quick, you know, give me some advice. Yeah. I think for majority culture people, uh, you always got to run away from entitlement. So whatever that yeah, feeling of like, they must forgive me. Like they did wrong. Like that, so that can, it's in the Bible. You got to do it. Yeah. You, yeah. You got to run. From uh, that. Yeah. But the biggest thing, so there's a very, there's a big difference between approaching someone out of a place of feeling like I'm entitled to it. Yes. And approaching someone from a place of, I really value this relationship. I need it. Mm-hmm. And this is hindering it. Um, so for somebody like you in majority culture, um, I, my advice would be to approach, you have, don't approach that person until you're ready to approach it in tears. Like mm-hmm. you value that relationship so deeply, um, that you understand the burden that they're carrying and totally. the burden that, that, uh, that is causing the rift between you and them. And you're ready to share that burden. Yeah. Um, and so approaching them is more like sharing a burden 
rather than just trying to get this burden of guilt yeah, or shame. It's coming, coming off with of you. them rather yes. than just saying, hey, I just need to get forgiven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's about me. Yes. Right? So if I'm coming with you to carry the burden yeah. with you. Okay. And so yeah. I, I would even say, if you see that, uh, my first uh, uh, response would be to just pray and to listen to the Spirit on it uh, because they need to come in their own time. You don't mm-hmm. get to set the timetable. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you get to the point where you feel like, no, it's been too long, we are losing relationship, mm-hmm. then it's coming out of like desperation. And uh, the best word I have is like a begging to uh, see this relationship not stop, but to grow. Mm-hmm. And so you come and you, ha- I, I don't know, I can't put this any other way, but you have to come authentically from a place of like tears, which means mm-hmm. a place of like w- feeling like this is something like I need that God wants us to be in. Like yeah. God's calling us to each other. Um, what do I need to do to mm-hmm. make this right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bec- and, and in that, you can talk about how you've been wrong yeah. and talk about how you feel like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it has to be in the end. It has to be on a from a place of wanting relationship. Yeah. Anybody, anybody from a press group will smell a mile away. Someone who's uh, maybe insecure or come yes. from a place of entitlement yes. or just wants to just have that relationship because, yeah, diversity is a thing that the church is doing. Mm-hmm. They can you, they can sense it. Well, it's almost like coming out you're coming to use me again. Exactly. You're coming that. to use me again. I'm, we were well uh, yeah. uh, aware of when yeah. that's happening. Yep. 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 And that can happen. And I see that happening in a lot of different spaces because the, the, the predominantly white church in, in the U.S., whose value is for tasks, uh, you do things together, they feel like, oh, we're building family bonds, but then people of color, like for me, African-American right. man, it's like, no, 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 when we do life, when you come and sit at my table, when you know my brothers and my sisters, my mama, like that's when we start building family bonds. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you missing each other culturally. So um, this this comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, and, and in order to like really be in deep relationship, um, you have to come in tears and you have to come will, ready to like do something different mm-hmm. um, in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, to, to you, mm-hmm. I say uh, you don't get the pig win, mm-hmm. but you like you have to lean into the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you come, come with a contrite heart. Um, right. And come right. with the understanding and with the value for the relationship first. And for folk who are like my brother, my African brother, who yeah. want to when do I apologize? Like lean into the spirit and submit to that. There's going to be in this day and age, there's there's going to be a want. Uh, there's going to be a push for you to just stick, like keep people at arm's distance until they're right. woke enough yeah. to come close. But I say man, mimic Jesus who. In his most powerful, one of his most powerful moments was when he was on the cross, dying that's for it. those that's who beat him, Preach and then this. said, "Lord, forgive them. Yes. They don't know what they're doing." Yeah, yeah and that yeah. was a significant moment of Yo, power. He's getting oppressed. Yeah, to, <laughs> like to at death, every, to every death. level, and that's a significant of moment of power. It is. Yeah. What have I learned from my father? <clears throat> they don't know what they're doing. Lord, forgive wow. them. Mm-hmm. And and I think oppressed folk, that's a hard place to be. Yeah, but it's a place that looks like Jesus. And mm-hmm. it's not going. I don't think it's ever going to be trendy, but it's a place we have to step into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, you know, with the help of friends and safe spaces, but step into that place when we're in that relationship that God has clearly called us to with folk who are in the oppressive group. And yeah. we need we need to offer forgiveness. We need to know that that's a place of power where we say, God, forgive them. 
because they learn it. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. trying, but forgive mm-hmm. them and help me to forgive them. Help me to forgive them yeah. for what they've done, even mm-hmm. if they don't know what they've done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good, man. Um, I, I was just thinking about, uh, you know, for like my call for the majority culture folks, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to, uh, um, the, the word for you, you got to like run away from entitlement, you know? So yeah. like even the entitlement of, you know, trying to ask for the apology, you know, and that, and I want to acknowledge that that's a messy thing, you know, where, um, you know, it's the same thing. You're forgiving people. Sometimes they don't actually know what they're doing. You know, they're, they're hurt, they're wounded, and they don't, they don't really know what's, what's happening in their own heart, you know, um, and that, that's true in young discipleship and even old discipleship. <laughs> it's just true, mm. humanly true. But to run away from the entitlement to be apologized to, you know, is actually furthering your own character development. Yeah. And, uh, and, and I think that's, but when relationship is on the line, when there's a contrite heart, you can't approach it, you know, and, and that's a good word too. So I appreciate that, man. Yeah, man. All right. God bless you guys. Thank you.